Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on the SportsStuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Back on board once again to talk about a Vikings victory, believe it or not, right? <laughs> this game was in doubt for the longest time. Luckily, the Vikings finished the job. It kind of had that Mike Zimmer look to it, didn't it? At least the final score did. And you'd think we were playing a decent team, though. Instead, we're playing the 2-11 and Jacksonville Jaguars. But, well, the Vikings won the game. Yeah, uh... <laughs> This was unwatchable football pretty much the whole way. The, the fourth quarter got a little better, especially the drive where the Vikings finally scored their first touchdown of the day. Uh, the real frustration and fears came in when Jacksonville scored their first touchdown, but we won't get to that right away. It's more about Kai Forbath and, well, the Jacksonville kicker, Jason Myers. Yeah, it's just kick, 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 kick. The Vikings uh, and the Jaguars traded seven field goals. That's right, seven field goals up into the midway in the third quarter. That's uh, pretty busy stuff. Busy, busy indeed. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess the record was nine and it's been set, what, eight times? I guess no, nobody's ever had ten field goals, you know, between the combined teams yet. So, well, it didn't happen. And the Vikings win anyway, thankfully. A win's a win, all that, you know, the old boring cliches that we all like to say. And at the same time, this is the kind of football that makes you get sick of watching it. It's the kind of football that makes you not want to watch it anymore. You know, that type of thing. Or do a podcast for the game, for the team. At least for this game. It's just, ah, you know, this was ugly, boring, terrible football. I mean, you're struggling against a 2-10 and 10 team. You're trailing against a 2-10 and 10 team. You're tied against a 2-10 and 10 team in ha- at halftime. Oh, it's on the road. Oh, sure, they've got some nice names on defense. But their offense is putrid. And... They're still managing to keep up with your putrid offense because your offensive line can't block. They can't block. Everybody knows it. Yes, I understand. It's like picking up somebody out of a, off the streets and putting them in there. It's, it's almost like that at this point, and, and that's kind of what we're at. Uh, Brendan Fusco is another one now with a concussion. Of course, Berger's been out for a while with the same situation, uh, and you could just go on forever. Um, the offensive line is what it is. They can't create a push, and... Yes, I got frustrated with Matt Asiata today, and so did many others. Um, same old thing. They fail in the fourth down. Fourth down efficiency, they fail twice in that category. Really nice indeed. Um, fourth and short, they can't get the job done early. They can't, uh, Around the goal line, they can't get the job done later. At the goal line again, um, it, it just drives you absolutely nuts. The, the first one, of course, Matt Asiata just couldn't go forward. Obviously, the first, uh, when it was third and one, it was almost inches, couldn't go anywhere. And then fourth, fourth and goal, whatever, that's what it was the whole time in the in the, in the red zone. You figure we'll finally punch it in. The next thing you know, the uh, the uh, tackles are in the, <laughs> in the, uh, the defensive tackles are in the backfield, taking Asiata down. Uh, loss of like one yard or so. And then he starts flipping out at the offensive line. And I'm thinking... Who the hell is this SOB? That, that type of thing. You'll hear uh, some response from Dave Martin later. You're also going to hear from Dave Martin in an audio submission. Dave Martin, audio submission to Purple Mafia. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and it's good. It's good. It's worth it. It's worth the wait, boy. And I, I hope he keeps sending them in, too. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I remember how cool it was when Tanae, when Tanae Brown first uh, sent in audio submissions to Timberwolves Explosion. I think he even sent one into this show once. Just, oh, it's just... 
Just awesome. Some guys, you hear them, and oh my god, this guy's natural. He could be on the show like for a while, like for a whole segment or something, even a co-host on occasion or whenever, you know, that type of thing, stuff like that. Just they're they're so good at it. So, I mean, <laughs> it was like that with Sebastian, and look at him, doggone it, Purple Press Box, yep. <laughs> no, shout out to Sebastian, Purple Press Box, if he... If he, if he even listens anymore, let me know if you do out there, by the way. I also want to mention both uh, Timberwolves Explosion and Brave the Wild. Some extremely strange and frustrating technical difficulties this past week. Now, if you're an Android user and you use Double Twist or Stitcher, I don't even know if it even got on Stitcher. That was really weird. But Double Twist and I believe other ones that mirror iTunes, there was no problem whatsoever. So, like say, if the show was an hour and seven minutes long, it would show up as an hour and seven minutes long. But for some unexplained reason, like some witch in a role-playing game casts some mirror spell, like where it has like five different, uh, five different like characters of the same thing and only one of them is real. Well, it's instead of an hour and seven minutes, it will show two hours and, and 14. And what the hell? And, and it's basically like, uh, like segments, like maybe 30 second segments repeating over, you know, over each other. And that could just drive a person nuts. Like, they might want to just break the freaking iPod or iPhone they're listening into. Now, that's, of course, the Apple devices, like I'm saying. So, hopefully, I pray to God in heaven, that is not going on at this moment. That is not going on at this moment. That is, okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just hope that's not what's happening. Yeah, I'm just letting you know, though. Those of you, because some of you are multiple, multiple show listeners and such. And at the same time, I hope that's, for those of you, this is the only show you listen to out of my group that, uh, Hopefully that's not happening right now, and and if it is, this that's why some some strange thing going on with iTunes. I've messaged them, haven't heard back yet. We'll see. Um, pray to God this is not happening at the moment. Sorry for the delay there. <clears throat> this was ugly football. Yes, and you're going to hear about that repeatedly in the fan interaction and such in segment number three. This is unrevealable football. You know, the fourth quarter was fun though. I mean, you saw the Vikings finally. <laughs> Get in the end zone. You saw it finally happen. You saw Matt Asiata punch one in early in the fourth quarter, very early in the fourth quarter. And that put the Vikings back ahead. But then you saw uh, uh, you saw Asiata fumble at the goal line. And it was just like, oh, really? He was like, oh, yeah, we got to go to Asiata again, you know, after he failed earlier in the game. Okay, he punched it in. So we can keep going to Asiata. Every short down situation, goal line, Third and one, third and two, or let's just pass it to him on third and nine, third and twelve, third and twenty-one. Let it's Matt Asiata. I mean, the whole offense is based around Matt Asiata. It seems like in third down, what's the point of that? I, I uh, is the is third down etched on the guy's forehead, and if you don't give him the ball in third down, you die. Is that what's going on with Pat Shermer, Sam Bradford, and and others, including Mike Zimmer, who's got the final say on on a lot of things? I would think even though he's not an offensive-minded man. Um, I don't understand it, and I don't think anybody does. I, I, I don't get it. Sure, he punched one in the end zone, and he's had a couple that he's been able to do that, despite an offensive line that cannot go forward, which is the object of the game of football, to go forward, to go forward. They can't do it. And, yes, easy for me to stay at whatever I weigh, and uh, the fact that I don't probably quite have the muscle mass those offensive linemen have, easy for me to stay, or Matt Asiata. But, I don't know. Why do we keep... Forcing the same crap through. Why? Why? Why do we? Why do we keep doing it? What if this kid? What if there's a kid in school? Okay, yeah, and it's obviously not naming any names. Obviously, because it doesn't. This is not real. This is made up. What if there's a kid in school who's not really good at math, 
you know, and they're just not they're just not that good at it, right? But you keep forcing him to go to the 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 math competition every year when you know you just keep forcing him through every single time when there might just maybe be other options. Maybe Kyle Rudolph's a little better at math, you know, this type of thing. And I'm not making examples. Maybe Stefan Diggs is better, and maybe Matt Asagata's really good at history, stuff like that, right? But math isn't his thing. But you keep forcing him to go to the math competition, and he keeps getting D minuses and Fs. When you have other guys that might get A's, it's that type of thing. Maybe send Matt Asti out of the history competition, something like that. <laughs> but it's like, that's what this coaching staff is doing with Matt Asiata over and over and over on the third down. You can't tell me that's the only option you got. And I know Laquan Treadwell, and of course, hurt again. It's a big surprise. The guy can't even stay healthy, much less get on the damn football field due, uh, due to hard work and practice. He'll get hurt in a special teams play, and you don't even know the guy exists. You'd think he might be the ultimate third down wide receiver one day, but I don't know. I, I, I was hoping it could be a Anquan Bolden at, a type at some point in his career. I don't know. Maybe you're just laughing your ass off as I say that. Jeez. Um, but you can't keep forcing the same thing over and over. You just can't. Um, McKinnon, I think, is a better option down the field a little bit, like closer to the hash mark, to the hash mark, closer to the uh, the chains. Closer to the chains once in a while. Maybe it's an eight-yard play on a third and nine. Does it have to be one yard every single time? No matter if it's McKinnon or Asiata on third down. You know, that type of thing. I don't know. I'm, but it seems like that's exactly what happens over and over and over again. Um, but the other thing that really, and I mean, it really got to me to a point. I started flipping out. Like, my blood pressure exceeded the fatal range. And thank God I'm still alive. I mean, I, I was just, yeah. <laughs> seeing Matt Asiata screaming at the offensive linemen, yelling at them. Really, dude? Really? <laughs> you know? It, now, I sit here and laugh by it. I sit here and laugh about it because, you know what I would have done if I was there? I would have just looked away. Like, who's this clown? Who are you, dude? Who, who are you? <laughs> You're yelling at me? You're yelling at me, dude, when you can't do anything yourself? This guy is yelling at me. It's one thing if it's Adrian Peterson getting mad. And, and even them, I think, what an arrogant bastard. But when it's Matt Asiata, a career backup at best, and, you know, screaming at you because you're not up to his standards, you know, and, and I understand, like, you're, you know, he's blaming you for stuff when you could maybe break a tackle once in a while, that type of thing. That drove me absolutely up the wall. You know, I, I would have looked the other way. Like, screw you. You're a nobody, fool. You're a nobody. I would have probably said that, especially if I was... What if I was a good offensive line who actually was pulling my own weight up there and a guy like that's yelling at us? I would have said, hey, dude. <laughs> hey, dude, you're nobody. Go sit down. <laughs> Go sit down. That's what I would wanted to tell him. And the announcers are acting like, oh, I like that from Matt Asiata. Yeah, showing that fire. Come on, you know. Telling the guys, you know, not afraid to be vocal. Telling them to step it up, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you step it up? Luckily, he did get in the end zone once and then, of course, fumbled at the goal line. That's completely on Matt Asiata, fumbling at the goal line. Completely on him. And yes, the offensive line could be a hell of a lot better. We know. Um, okay, now I'm calming down a little bit. And I just, those colors are so familiar. When you look at the Yahoo Sports deal, when you see Minnesota and Jacksonville, the little, you know, the little border lines for the two teams, the little colors, looks just like speak the word in the late 80s. <laughs> Why am I coming up with that? I don't know. A pastelish dark purple and a pastel uh, kind of a teal green color. That looks so cool. Just like Speak the Word. Exactly. Back in the late 80s. 89-ish. 87. Cool. Speak the Word uh, church out there in Golden Valley. Yep. 
<laughs> You're probably like, where the hell did that come from? Okay, but yeah, cause we, because we went there back then. Um, <laughs> very random there. But that drive in the fourth quarter was great. And it's like you see it out of, Matt, out of Sam Bradford on occasion. And you, and, and you smile because you know he can do that. And it's like the one time you're finally passing into the end zone. Okay, it wasn't the first time, but you're going that direction rather than rather than running it in. You feel more confident, and the ball did get to Rudolph this time. And it was the right play, not just trying to gun it in the back of the end zone. Because Rudolph doesn't seem to be the kind of guy that has the balance and concentration to pull that kind of pass in at the back corner of the end zone. Or like the back, you know, out, out in the flat, like the, the middle area. Not the flat, like in the middle of the field, actually. Like midfield, back of the end zone. He's not that kind of guy that seems to have the concentration to pull it in. But those quick kind of almost like slant plays to uh, Bradford into the end zone seem to work. Or excuse me, from Bradford to Rudolph into the end zone are, are very good. And that's exactly what this was to basically put the game on ice. And we appreciated that very, very much. Uh, Kai Forbath, for little Kai Forbath <laughs> was awesome today. He made... Well, let's see how many. Yeah, he did make four field goals in the game, right? Now I'm getting mixed up with my. Yeah, yeah, Forbath did make four. I was like, he did make four, right? He he could have had a. No, he did make four field goals in the game. He made all the field goals, and then he had an extra point made, which would have made it. Uh, this is after the Asiata touchdown early in the third, which would have put the Vikings up by a full field goal, but instead, <laughs> instead there's a penalty. The Vikings get backed up. He's got to re-kick it from 38 yards out. And it looked like Blair Walsh was back for about a second there. That kick was uh, exactly like Blair Walsh. Just like, I mean, wide left to uh, a point that you couldn't even understand why it was that wide. It was like a flat potato out there. It was a potato. He It was literally looked like a potato like on its side as it went up. And it looked like Forbath was kind of upset uh, at the holder there that uh, maybe the ball was on the ground. So it did kind of have that look to it. So, I, I don't know. Uh, Forbath has been pretty damn good, though, since he's been signed by the Vikings. He just might be back next year. Just maybe. And, of course, like I said in the in past weeks, he's, he's in a situation where maybe he figured he could land a job. Sure, he, maybe he took it for granted in his previous stops, and now he's really locked in and ready to go to be in the NFL for a while. We'll see. Um, this is proof that there are kickers out there. You just you never know. There are kickers out there, you know, I'm not comparing him to Matt Prater of Detroit. There's no way he's that guy. But hey, he he, he made some kicks from a decent uh, decent distance out in the in in the at least the low 40s. He even made that 46 yarder like it was nothing uh, midway through the third quarter. It was just right down the middle. Very nice kick by Kai Ford bath, for Bath. Jason Myers had some ugly ones at one point, but uh, strong overall day for Kai Ford Bath despite that ugly potato of a kick. It was pretty bad. Uh, the Vikings did block Jason Myers at one point. That was nice. And then again, he missed another one later on, or at the very end of the game from 67 yards out. They were just trying to tack on some points at the end of the at the end of the day, and it did not happen. So it is what it is. Uh, Jeff Locke did a nice job acting, and that helped the Vikings down the stretch as well. That helped the Vikings get in the end zone at one point uh, when he took the uh, he took the. He took the roughing the kicker penalty and did a good job acting. Looked like he tore his ACL the way he went down, but luckily everything's okay, or at least we'd like to believe. Only netted one punt in the game for 42 yards. That's the only official punt in the game because that one did not count. Good for us. <laughs> good for us. Um, Sam Bradford, I'm going to continue to say, and I'll, I'll, okay, I'll get to the receivers first. Uh, Kyle Rudolph dropped some passes, but a lot of them also were just targets that were throwaways. Um, 
that's another thing that uh, Bradford does. He targets Rudolph on those throwaways, so I can't get too mad at him. Cordero Patterson had a drop in the game that made me a little bit upset because just just hang on to the ball. It, it got knocked away. He didn't have full possession of it, but he did make a nice third down catch that really kept one of the important drives later in the game going. So good on him. His number's not that exciting, but a very important third down catch along the way. McKinnon caught everything coming his way in the day, including a 15-yard scamper, which really helped. Uh, spectacular play. Actually, the first play of the game to Kyle, was to Kyle Rudolph for 44 yards. We appreciated that, and he had a really good one uh, on the second drive for the Vikings that also led to a field goal, 45-yard play to Stefan Diggs. Nice to see a little bit of a deep game in this one, and he also had Adam Thielen deep down the field as well, 41 yards. Um, awesome. Um, that one had a bit more of a yardage, uh, yards after catch, but Adam Thielen led the team in yardage today, 101 yards overall. Very strong performance by Adam Thielen. He is going to be in this league for over 10 years, without a doubt. And this is a guy that there was a time getting into the NFL was just a dream, and here he is. He is going to be a 10-year veteran in this league for sure. For sure, uh, barring injury, <laughs> that type of thing. Uh, Stefan Diggs, there's no doubt about that. He's a star in this league, a future star in this league. Very strong overall game for him. At least, well, that one big play, but he made a couple of important catches later on to keep drives alive. Sam Bradford again, yes, bloated percentage because of the short passes, but still, I mean, Sam Bradford is a good quarterback. And those of you out there that don't like him and cut him down, you know, I don't know. And, and I am not a Kool-Aid drinker for this team. And you know I'm not a Kool-Aid drinker for this team. You, you just know it. But this, but Sam Bradford is a good quarterback. You have a good offensive line in front of him. Just imagine what he could do. I mean, if he's able to have a quarterback rating of 106 and he doesn't make mistakes, hardly ever, you know, I mean, when you had a little bit of a protection earlier in the season and he was able to slice up that Packer defense, it, it was fun to watch. It really was. Um Really, him and him and uh, him and Stephon Diggs really sliced up that Packer defense earlier in the season in uh, U.S. Bank Stadium, and in other moments as well. Even against Houston, which is a pretty good defense, Bradford again. Just if only the offensive line can be shored up, and of course, other guys that have been injured can come back healthy next season. That would be a great help as well. Sam Bradford is a worthy quarterback of this team. I still the whole happy ending thing, the whole deal with uh, the whole happy ending thing, the good story. It would be great to see Teddy Bridgewater throw passes for this team again on Sundays. It really would. And not just as a backup quarterback filling in in, in injured situations, but like a long-term deal uh, at the same time. But uh, Sam Bradford as well, a very, very worthy starting quarterback in this league, with without a doubt. And people saying they can't wait for him to, to leave, basically. I don't know about that. Um, he even ran for a 15-yard play in the game on on, uh, on third down. It was awesome. Um he actually looked fast for a, for a moment there. Fast, at least for his standards, and it was the longest run of the play, or longest, longest run of the game at the time. Fair 15 yards on third down. Looked almost like uh, Matthew Stafford for a moment there. <laughs> it was a third and nine situation, and Bradford just took off, and it was awesome. And he, he, he just had this determination in him, saying, screw this, I can do this, I got it. And that was awesome to see. Uh, Vikings defense did come to play today, as we... Wow, I, I just talked about the offense the whole damn time, didn't I, for the most part. But the Vikings defense did come to play, and they kept the Jaguars to 16 points, which, again, is winning football. Um, the Jaguars are not a good offense, and they made stupid mistakes the whole game. The team in general, dumb penalties, 
Yeah, how do you get a delay of game on a kickoff? I, I don't understand. You also had, you also had Bortles. I, I, I don't understand. You had Bortles, Blake Bortles, called for a false start in the game. That is the urban legend. Um, but both of them, really, quite frankly, the delay of game for the kickoff is even more rare, though. The, the urban legend of the game. That's like a, the little mini segment that I haven't uh, used in a long time. So, there it is. <laughs> Urban legend, the kickoff. Unbelievable. I, I, I can't even believe that. Oh, man. But also the fact that you hung on this long, uh, that Jacksonville was able to stay in this game as long as they were against the Vikings, even though the Vikings, okay, sure, we're not a 13-3 and type of team at this point with an offensive line that's depleted the level it is and this and that. But, geez, they, the Vikings are better than a 2-11 and Jaguars team. Come on. Especially when they make mistakes like that. Whew. But there it is. Um, Vikings defense did come to play. You keep a team to 16 points, now that I run that on so long. <laughs> and the Vikings have been doing that most of the year from the defensive side of the ball. It's just a matter of, again, like I've said, the whole season, uh, just a little bit more competent offense and, of course, a healthy and you know well-tooled, well-equipped offensive line. Who knows how good this team could be. Uh, Anthony Barr, very active throughout the game today. Eric Hendricks was his old self, like he's been the last couple of weeks. Absolutely awesome. Anthony Harris did a pretty pretty good job in relief of uh, Harrison Smith. I, I know you're not going against Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, like we did last year when Harrison Smith was out, but Anthony Harris did fill in nicely last year at, at times as well when he needed to. And it's, I mean, it's nice to know you have that guy. To, to to be your backup safety in in this in the possibility of Harrison Smith getting hurt. I mean, safeties get hurt for whatever reason, and it tend to happen. It happened a lot with Robert Griffith in the past when we had a really nice strong safety back in those days. Uh, Daniel Hunter continuing to rack up the sacks. He is in double digit territory with another sack today. Everson Griffin very active in the backfield for the Minnesota Vikings in the Jacksonville's back uh, backfield throughout the game today. Two sacks. Really awesome. Brian Robinson got one early, and it was at a nice point to keep the, uh, keep the Jacksonville offense off the field and the, the, the Jacksonville special teams, the punting team, on the field. Um, Got to say that Mr. Lee, though, on Jacksonville did a hell of a job today. I mean, I, I, I have to say it. Uh, spectacular play on the sidelines. Luckily, he didn't get in the end zone. He could have on a couple times. 113-yard game today. That 39-yard one-handed catch. I don't know. Yeah, maybe a little bit of luck, but, well, t- took advantage of it, made the play, good for him. Um, awesome, awesome job today by Marquise Lee. Uh, Allen Robinson should be a lot better than he is. I don't know what's happened to him, and I think Jacksonville's in the same <laughs> in the same, same uh, pickle with that one. They're wondering what's going on, and then at the same time, Blake Bortles wasn't even, I mean, there was a play where Blake Bortles Threw the ball, and Robinson luckily was able to bring it down. That 17-yard play was the only one that actually was complete. Or actually, no, this was this one was out of bounds. It, it would have been a big play. Out of bounds. The ball was wobbling as if it was deflected, or as if Bortles was hitting the arm. He It, it wasn't hitting the arm or anything. It just, it just waddled out. And that's unbelievable, considering the talent of what Blake Bortles was coming into the draft a couple of years ago. And this is, this is the result. Not good. Um, you hope and pray that it's going to come around someday. But it's looking more and more like Blaine Gabbard all over again for Jacksonville. Missing on easy plays. Overthrowing guys when he, when it should be an easy catch, easy play, and just not getting the job done. But I, I guess you just take advantage of it like Ponder and the Vikings did back in 2012. That's the last time we played the Jaguars, at least that I can remember. That was in the Metrodome when it was still standing with the uh, beautiful little uh, 
hint of what was to come with the uh, clear spot, the, the the clear little sections on the uh, the new Metrodome roof at the time. It was, of course, temporary because it wasn't going to be there much longer. Poor thing. <laughs> okay, well, let's pass out the awards, shall we? Shall we pass them out? Uh, boy, Fran Tarkin didn't award. Who, who should I give it to today? Um, it's like Kai Forbath, I guess. Other than that horrible kick, I mean, Kai Forbath made the kicks he needed to. Bradford was accurate throughout the game. Adam Thielen made some huge plays in this game. I'm going to give it to Kai Forbath and Adam Thielen. I can't just give it to Kai Forbath because of that ugly uh, extra point. You still got to make that. I mean, it's it's 38 yards and it's just a it's just a 60 degree, 70 degree day in Jacksonville. It's like a nice, you know what it was like, like a nice comfortable September day in Minnesota. And and it just it had that look. The grass looked like it was September in Minnesota when it's getting a little bit cooler, like the low 70s. Beautiful weather. That's what it looked like in Jacksonville today. Uh, just just from afar, just by seeing it on the street, it was just like, I, I just had this calmness looking at it because I love September. Um, but Thielen and Forbath will bring in the Fran Targeting Award for the day. Offensive line <clears throat> in general is going to get the, the offensive line in general is going to get the uh, Christian Potter Memorial. It's been killing us all day. The, the running game as well. Yes, Matt Asiata, <clears throat> pardon me, broke loose for a play that shocked everybody 23 yards down the field. I couldn't believe it, but he fumbled the ball and he failed on fourth down multiple times in the game. No way. <clears throat> no way. Uh, that doesn't make up for it. The running game, Matt Asiata and the offensive line will all bring in the Ponder Memorial. It's And it's just... We're all tired of seeing it. We're tired of seeing this team fail on fourth down. You know, I gotta give Pat Shermer... <laughs> an honorable or at least a legitimate ponder memorial for the yeah he he's going to get it for constantly going with Matt Asiata in third down situations whether it's short or long constantly going that direction and yes part of it's Sam Bradford's decision on the play but <clears throat> it seems like they're encouraging him to do that and of course the running plays to Matt Asiata are not Bradford's choice they are the coach's choice at the end of the day so there it is <clears throat> pardon me so there it is Pardon me for that. Oh, I try not to cough there. I don't know what happened. But uh, there it is. That'll wrap up this uh, segment of the show. We will preview next week's game against the Indianapolis Colts. We're also going to do the NFC North Roundup. Look at the playoff picture. The Vikings are back in the hunt. Yeah, we're still in the hunt. But things aren't really necessarily going our way, are they? Not really, no. So we'll talk about that right after this. Now, another installment of George Stories. Here's a story that took place uh, maybe like 10 years ago, anywhere from 03 to 08-ish, somewhere in there. But my dad needed to work on the garage door opener, and he needed me to hold on to something. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I wonder what this is going to be like. So then he starts working on it, and it's like, huh, this is actually going smoothly for once. He, usually he starts yelling, cursing something, like he's having some kind of difficulty. Then all of a sudden, I asked him, what did you say, Dad? And he said, I don't know, okay? Thank you. 
back here on Purple Mafia NFC North Roundup. And, of course, just kind of looking around the league and, and previewing next week against the Indianapolis Colts, where the Vikings hope to sweep the AFC South. Ooh, we're going to sweep the AFC South. Yeah, we're 1-3 in the AFC North. Uh, oh, goody. Well, the AFC South isn't that good, but Tennessee 7-6 and six now? Wow, Houston 7-6, and six, so they're kind of back to that old, you know, you know, the old, like, mediocre team that hopefully makes the play. Oh, that kind of looks exactly like our record. Hmm. Yeah, that figures. Well, should we look at the playoff uh, picture? Yeah, we might as well. New England Patriots back to number one. Kansas City now number two instead of the Raiders, who dropped all the way down to fifth, as that was the Thursday night game. Pretty good matchup for the most part. Uh, Kansas City was kind of kicking Oakland's butt in the first half until the Raiders finally got in the end zone. A late drive at the end of the half. That was nice to see, but then the rest of the way, Kansas City just kind of hung on, and that was kind of all she wrote. 21-13, to 13, that was the final score. I mean, the whole second half was just kind of, eh, you know, not much to watch. Boy, I mean, that <laughs> that division over there, the AFC West, is crucial. Um, whoever wins that division is going to be the number two seed. Maybe even maybe even a small shot at number one, but I think the, Ra- the Raiders, the Patriots, are in good standing because they only have two losses on the season. They play tomorrow night against Baltimore, though, who is an arch nemesis historically against them. Um, New England Patriots trying to maintain that number one seed. It's very crucial, basically. Whoever has the number one seed in the AFC, I think, will go to the Super Bowl. Um, More than likely. The only team, I think, that could win on the road and go to the Super Bowl will be the the Patriots. Uh, So, like I say, if Oakland won up with number one, they'll... uh, I think the Patriots could beat them. But other than that, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Kansas City, if they wound up with number one, there's no way they'll go. So, I don't know. Um, odds are Oakland probably would protect home field, though. I mean, they would they would have a good chance of getting to the Super Bowl. So, ah, I'm just stepping over myself. The hell with it. Pittsburgh beat Buffalo 27-20. Oh, goody. Um, Pittsburgh's now moving right up there. I mean, they've won quite a few games in a row here. Remember, not that long ago, they were at 500. Now they're 8-5. and five. Good for them. They're right there. NFC North, AFC North, pardon me, leading Baltimore, who's looking to try to tie it up if they do indeed beat the Patriots. Uh, if the Patriots have the number one seed, I'd be beyond shocked if they don't go to the Super Bowl. Kansas City, I don't think they'll get out of... I, I don't think they're going to even make it to the AFC Championship game. I think it's going to end up being the Raiders or the Ravens against the Patriots. It's going to be somebody like that. Maybe the Steelers, pardon me. Denver, there's a small chance, but I don't know. I don't know. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna lose in the first round. The Denver Broncos. Uh, they're not gonna creep up to the number one seed this year. That's just the way I'm looking at Kansas City. Though I have no faith in that team going anywhere. They'll lose in the first round or second round. If they have the first round bye, they will lose right away. That's what I believe will happen to a team like a Pittsburgh or an Oakland. They will lose to whoever they wind up playing in the second round, uh, if they end up with the first round by, blah, 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 Patriots will go to the Super Bowl. I'm way ahead of myself for going crazy here. Cincinnati wins 23-10 to 10 in <laughs> in uh, Marvin Lewis's final season with Cincinnati. Oh, goody, they're not going anywhere. They're 5-7, and seven, very unlikely. Cleveland drops to 0-13. Oh, Tennessee beat Denver. Huge win, keeping them in the playoff hunt at the moment. Congratulations to them. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill helped beat the, uh, and the Miami Dolphins beat the Arizona Cardinals, pretty much putting the Cardinals on ice, which isn't a huge surprise at this point. Heck, I mean, the Vikings have a tiebreaker over Arizona. They're screwed because just about everybody has a tiebreaker over the Vikings now. 
Uh, Miami Dolphins staying alive with an 8-5 record. They're right there. They're just knocking on that door. The only problem is they're not leading their division. That's what's hurting them at this stage. Otherwise, they'd be right in there, obviously. 8-5 uh, and five record, I mean, it just depends on what division you're in. That's the problem. When you're in the same division as the Patriots, you're never going to win that division. You're just not. Um, it's not 1996, so it's just, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> Unfortunately, so they're going to have, have to fight it out for a wild card and hope for the best. Um, maybe they can get past Denver. We'll see. Uh, but no, Ryan Tannehill out for the season, so they're kind of screwed anyway, and that that's too bad. I mean, Miami having a strong season, and now Ryan Tannehill's out for the year. Ooh, that sucks. Okay, good thing I didn't jump around yet, because Indianapolis, we're going to save that for last, and the Chicago-Detroit, we're going to... Mm, that's for the NFC North part of the show. Washington over Philadelphia, the Eagles are pretty much dead, but Washington, that's not good for the Vikings, as the NFC playoff picture... Again, kind of hanging around. Oh, boy. I'll save what I'm seeing here for... Yeah, because I saw it earlier, and I'm just seeing it again, obviously, because I know it's there, and I can't talk about it until we until we get to near the end of this uh, segment, or at least this part of it. Carolina over San Diego. Woohoo! They're just kind of saving face for the moment, whatever that is. They won their fifth game of the year. Things not going good between Rivera and Mr. Cam Newton because he didn't wear a tie, that type of thing. Uh, on the bus. I, I don't know. It's more of a standard type of thing and didn't happen. Well, okay. San Francisco and the Jets. Who cares? Jets win. Woohoo. Yay. <laughs> Four and nine record. The San Francisco sucks. And yeah, that quarterback, this, the, the kneeler, Mr. Mr. Kneeler. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> no comment. Atlanta crushing uh, Los Angeles. They are very much hanging on to their fourth seed position in the wild card. They will host a game. They would host a game, that is, in the wild card. If the season ends today, they lead the AFC South or NFC. See, now I'm going crazy. NFC South, but they're tied with a certain other team that's rising up in a big way. We'll get to them very shortly. In fact, actually, we'll get to them right now. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the beat their NFC South rival. New Orleans Saints, the Buccaneers, 16-11 victory, 16-11 victory with their ever-impressive young quarterback, who was number one pick a year and a half ago. Really, really doing a great job. I mean, look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look at them, 8-5. and five. They're legitimate. I mean, their defense is decent. Their their quarterback is a stud. They have a, they have, they're just kind of solid all around uh, offensively and defensively, and there they are. They're, they would be in the playoff today. They would have, they would go to Seattle in the wild card round. The Seattle Sea Chickens are the number three seed, and it's just the more you look at this, the more you want to cry. The more you want to cry because the Sea Chickens lost again. We'll get we'll get to that one now. We'll get to that one first because the Bears and Lions one's kind of more important for the playoffs at this stage. Though Seattle's important too, obviously. The Green Bay Packers, you know, the team that the Vikings temporarily hold the tiebreaker over until we officially sweep them in Lambeau Field. Hopefully, hopefully we do. They won 38-10 to 10 over the uh, Seattle Seahawks today. <laughs> Rutro, um, I didn't see this coming, did you? Uh, sure, you know, uh, it's a possibility they might win the game, you know, but that's kind of a wide margin there, you know, that's kind of a wide margin there. I didn't see that coming there. Uh, I, the, I guess the Seahawks were gassed in this one there. That's my Mike Yo impression, talking about Ryan Suter. Check out Brave the Wild if that show isn't all messed up. Hopefully it's okay. <laughs> Maybe download it on Double Twist. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Oh, boy. Yeah, this sucks. Accuracy. He's accurate again. Three touchdowns. Uh, 150 quarterback rating. Just about perfect. 
Three touchdowns in the game. You know, Jordy Nelson caught a touchdown. Isn't that great? Don't you feel great for the Packer fans? In fact, he caught two touchdowns. None of them long distance, though. Very short yardage-ish. Kind of like how things have gotten with Stefan Diggs until that 45-yard play today. Um, Devontae Adams much more in the long category. 66-yard play in the game. 104 yards for the Packers. Okay, that was a very inappropriate comment. Sorry, Dylan. That's the guy. Or, no, not sorry, Dylan. That's a that's a shout-out to Dylan Richardson, a guy who I'd love to have on the show to talk some playoff football. I got to get in contact with him. Doggone it. And if you're listening, which I don't know if he does anymore, damn it. That, that kind of hurts my feelings, but I think he's gotten busy. Uh, you know, with his big change of, uh, uh, big, big, big change in his life about a, about two years ago now, believe it or not. Um, heck, I had a big change, but I'm still here, damn it. <laughs> but the background sounds a little different, doesn't it? Russell Wilson, five interceptions against that defense? Okay, okay. I guess the weather affected him just a little bit. Why couldn't he be this bad against the Vikings? You know, Vikings had a much better defense in, in the uh, TCF Bank Stadium last year. Why couldn't he be that bad? The Vikings would have rolled over these bastards. But no, of course not. It just just doesn't work that way because the Vikings just always seem to not... Yeah, it it just doesn't seem to happen for us, does it? Gosh, devastating. Devastating. I'm going to fall over and cry. And Russell Wilson did have turnovers in that game, but not this many. Jiminy, Mickey freaking Christmas. Five interceptions from Russell Wilson. He's mortal. He's bleeding. (laughs) Ha ha ha. I don't like Seattle. I don't like Green Bay. In fact, okay, I won't even. <laughs> I, I I wish uh I wish the black hole would suck the stadium right into the right into the uh, nothingness, the X zone, whatever you want to say, and get rid of both of these teams, kick them out of the league for the rest of time. That would be great. But then again, we lose one of our great rivals. Packers are seven and six. Vikings are seven and six. But we are still in second place. Carl Gerbschmidt, who there's no way he's listening, but I'm just saying we're still in second place. Of course, he's not even a real person. Um. Yeah, we're still in second place because we beat them in the second game of the season. So, ha, 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 ha. It is funny. What One thing that isn't funny is the Lions just keep winning games. There's nothing you can do about it. And they barely beat the the Chicago Bears, but they barely beat the Vikings twice. You know how you know how just little things like that? That's why the Lions are 9-4, and four, and that's why the Vikings are 7-6. and six, Because just little, tinky little things, they get the job done and win the game. They just get the damn job done and win the game, damn it. The Detroit Lions had a drive after they were trailing 17-13 to 13 in Ford Field. That's right, Ford Field. Not not Soldier Field, Ford Field. The Packers will be in Soldier Field next week, which, you know, even though the Bears aren't good, it's a very tough win for Green Bay, and hopefully the Bears are up to that task. Please, Chicago, please, please help the Vikings next week. That would be greatly appreciated. Matt Barkley, not bad in the game. A lot better than he was last time around. Holy cow. He, he was not bad. Uh, like, like Kind of like a, like a B-minus average, so to speak. Like a good average type of quarterback. Stafford, this is the Stafford that kept the Lions uh, mediocre for many years. And even bad. Uh, one touchdown, two interceptions, quarterback rating 64.3. Not a good game if they still won. See, the sign of a good team, you don't have a good game, but you still win. And, and Stafford made up for his his lousy game that ended up helping the uh, Detroit Lions win the game. Um, Stafford actually ran the up. Stafford ran the ball in to wrap it up, but he helped lead that drive. He did pass to Anquan Bolden much earlier in the game to give the Lions a 10-3 lead at the very end of the first half. That's what Matthew Stafford is. That's what he has become, a finisher. 
Matthew Stafford has become a finisher. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's what happens. You get rid of that 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 big name super uh, receiver, and then you make Matthew Stafford the leader of this offense. And look, you think the Lions are screwed because they just lost a superstar receiver. Like, who's Stafford going to throw the ball to? Well, who isn't he going to throw the ball to is more of the question it looks like because it's all over the place. Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, Anquan Bowden, even Dwayne Washington, so valuable at times. Um, they didn't even have their starting running back today, and they still got the job done. You know, their main guy <laughs> didn't even have him today, and they still got it done. Sign of a good team. When you're not playing well, you still win the game. They're 9-4. and four. Vikings are 7-6, and six. and it's just you come back, you just you, you know just you, you just keep coming back and you just want to just grab you just want to go crazy because again again every week I kept saying just imagine if they won one more game look at how different their record would be so think about it the Vikings beat the Cowboys they'd be eight and five look at that what if the Vikings beat the Lions at Thanksgiving nine and four who would the what, what place would the Vikings be in first and one other thing, one other major thing here that is a game changer for the whole season. <sighs> Despite all the disappointment, the losing streak that, that popped up, the Philadelphia game, the Chicago game, the first Detroit game. Just imagine the first Detroit game. Okay, we'll give you that one. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, the first Detroit game when we already had the game won and we let them score like at the last second, remember that? They, we gave them like no time left, and they, but we gave them just enough time left and they miraculously pulled it off. You know, remember that? Just imagine we keep that loss, that one, right? Yeah, we win the Thanksgiving one. Nine and four, right? Okay, nine and four. That's not bad. We would be the number two seed in the NFC and a first round bye. <laughs> like last week all i can say is if only i mean doesn't this just drive you nuts i mean just it just drives you nuts the nfc outside of the dallas bleeping cowboys would have been wide open oh and by the way what if the vikings beat the cowboys they would be 10 and 2 the vikings would be 9 and 4 right that's right and what if the cowboys lose tonight to the new york giants okay i don't think they will but maybe i don't think so but i don't know (laughs) giants are still gonna win the super bowl though if they make the playoffs you know, go ahead and beat the the, uh, the Giants tonight, Dallas. You're not going to win in the playoffs against the Giants. I'm sorry, not going to happen. This isn't Troy Aikman anymore. This is Eli Manning with the with the uh, the Giants. It's going to be different. Trust me. Trust me. If the Giants make the playoffs, watch out. But regardless, maybe the Falcons will just knock them out right away, and I'm just full of crap. But sure, look different the last couple times the Giants made it. Um, Detroit, though, gosh, dang it, they're the number two seed, and they would have a first-round bye today if the season ended. Just like that. Just like that. One bounce of the ball. That's not counting. See, again, you still count one of those four losses, the Detroit game. You still count one of those four losses, the Washington game. Just make a freaking play. That's all you got to do is make a play. <laughs> oh, God, it makes you so mad. Yeah, the other Detroit game, the other Washington game, 11-2. and two, That's a pretty good record, man. But then again, okay, maybe you screw up something. Maybe you still count the Dallas with 10-3. And, and you still count the Detroit Thanksgiving one, 9-4. and four. See, it just keeps coming back. You just win a couple of those games that were already won, basically. Or you were one play away from winning. And there you are. Ugh, makes me sick. Just watching Detroit sitting up there with their fans all cocksure. 
Oh, they're so excited. They're so happy with themselves, just like Rams fans in 1999. Give me a break. That franchise was a joke forever. But seeing the Detroit Lions uh, with that 9-4 and record and a first-round bye, it, it just makes you want to puke on yourself, doesn't it? So, with all that said, the Minnesota Vikings will host the Indianapolis Colts, another team It'll it'll be a nooner, a good old-fashioned nooner where the Vikings try to sweep the AFC South. We could sweep the AFC South, but we sure as hell ain't sweeping no AFC North, NFC North, are we? No. No, we just just can't do that. Andrew Luck, or lack thereof, of course, still the starting, obviously the starting quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. He's got the stats and all that good stuff, but they're not winning games. Chuck Magano sucks, and I think they should get rid of him in a second. God bless him when he went through the uh, the issues he did a couple of years ago and helped Bruce Arians get the job because he was so good with the Colts at the time and Arians went on with Arizona. But now Arians is a, is a health hazard, the poor guy. I can even imagine what that poor guy is going through. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a defense that can't stay healthy. Honey Badger can't stay healthy. Your quarterback's kind of old and he gets hurt. He's, he's been through a lot in his career. I don't know. It's just too bad. Poor Arizona. They had a window that lasted about a year and a half, and it's gone. Poor guys. Uh, Frank Gore is leading the team in rushing. God, that guy's still around. He's a veteran. He's, he's he's older than Adrian Peterson, and still still fairly strong out there. 750 yards, averaging almost four yards a carry. Four touchdowns on the season. At least he hangs on to the football, unlike others out there. Um, Frank Gore doesn't scare me that much, particularly coming into U.S. Bank Stadium. I think the Vikings have a very good chance of beating this team, and it's the same old thing. Pressure the quarterback, please. Just pressure the quarterback, and that'll, and obviously, I know it's easier said than done, and Andrew Luck is a fantastic passer in this league, but the Colts aren't winning games. I mean, they lost at home to Houston today. That pretty much puts a nail in the coffin for them, I gotta think, and Houston very much, uh, well, not very much, but they're back in control of that division. Good for them for the moment. Uh, I don't know. They're just not winners. Uh, Vinatieri was a winner in the past, but to, but <laughs> he won with the Patriots and the Colts. Uh, their defense kind of all over the place. It's not the worst thing you ever saw, but it ain't the best either. Uh, Eric Walden certainly leading the way with eight sacks, at least in that category. Uh, boy, uh, Darius Butler, a little bit of a threat there with three interceptions on the season. So, But I'm not that worried about Sam Bradford throwing interceptions, particularly... In, in in U.S. Bank Stadium. On the road, it seems like he's more of a threat of that. But the whole game today, you didn't really get the feeling they were gonna that the, the Jaguars were going to get one. The, the Colts defense, again, not bad, but it's not that great. Um, receivers, yeah, I mean, T.Y. Hilton is excellent. I mean, he's already got 1,000 yards in the season, almost 1,100. In fact, he already has eclipsed that when they beat the... Uh, when no, when they lost to the Texans today, but man, five touchdowns at least at the moment. Today he had nine catches, 115 yards, and another touchdown. So now he's at about 1,206 touchdowns on the season. Great, great run for him. He's had a strong career for years now. Breaks the thousand yard mark. He's broken it for four years in a row. Obviously, yeah, averaging about six touchdowns a season. But of course, the team has not been winning a whole lot of games of late. Unfortunately for them, other than, oh, you know, the Gate season when they got to the AFC title game, that was nice. That was a nice season, 2014. In fact, Hilton was insanely good that year. Um, 1,300 yards that season. Uh, he's had wonderful success with Andrew Luck. It's a good combination, and of course, that's the biggest threat in the game. It's those two guys. Uh, you know, quarterback, receiver, obviously. 
But uh, as long as Xavier Rhodes can do what he does best, deflect some passes. I mean, he's going to get beat on occasion by this guy. I'm sure he will be. (laughs) But as long as he can contain him to a point and the Vikings' pass rush can be as good as it's been the past few weeks now as it kind of got back going again against Detroit for a little while there and then got way better with Dallas and was good today against Jacksonville, who doesn't have a good offensive line. Um, If they can pressure Andrew Luck, a decent amount. They should be able to beat this team. I hope, particularly at home. The Colts again. They're just not. They're just not. Uh, you know, even though they have uh, offensive capability, they're not. They're not winners at this. They're, they're they're not winners at this stage. They haven't shown it. I mean, they've lost seven games this year. They've had moments where they look good, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's game over. And that that's kind of been Andrew Luck so far in his career, other than that one great season. Again, that faded horribly in uh, New England. So um, the running game average to a slightly above average. Andrew Luck, the fact that he can move around a bit is a little scary. (laughs) He's he's got almost 300 yards rushing on the year. He's mobile, kind of like Aaron Rodgers a bit. So that's how the Vikings would lose the game. I mean, let's, let's make it simple as all heck. Obviously not being able to stop Andrew Luck on the ground, getting those key first downs, and of course his elite passing skills and T.Y. Hilton being as good as he is. Uh, you got other ones like Jack Doyle, very solid, Philip Dorsett, Dwayne Allen, and <laughs> even even all the way down to Dante Moncrief. Frank Gore has over 200 yards receiving on the season, so obviously very high in the passing category. Short passes, long passes, all the above. It's all about it's all about Andrew Luck pressuring him throughout the game, and hopefully hopefully not allowing him to run and scamper for first downs. That is how the Vikings would lose the game, and obviously the Vikings would win the game because of their defense. Offensively, uh, I mean, I don't know. Just somehow, just don't get Bradford killed, and hopefully we can complete some uh, passes down the field to Stefan Diggs, get the key third downs, please. I I, I don't know, but I, if we're just going to... If we're just going to hope for the best with Matt Asiata and third and one and goal line, I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be the defense will win the game, not that. The offense ain't going to get the job done. It's all about the defense here. Andrew Luck versus the defense. Right now, I believe the Vikings' uh, defense will be absolutely up for the challenge on this game or in this game, and they will get the job done. They will keep the Colts to 21 points. They'll manage to score 21 points in the game. Vikings will get 24. You will see. Uh, a special teams or defensive touchdown. Uh, if Sheryls will ever come back from that rib injury, it would be nice. That would be great. That would make a huge difference. Uh, and if he does, I think that'll be one of the huge keys of the game, having Marcus Sheryls versus Adam Thielen as your punt returner. So in good faith, I think the Vikings win 24-21 in a very tight matchup. But you'll see four sacks or so in this game, hopefully. Hopefully you'll see enough pass rush in this game that the Vikings will get the job done. But they they will be bleeding after the game from Andrew Luck's passing skills and, of course, his ability to scabber for a first down on occasion. Let's wrap things up with that, and we will return for some fan interaction. The first voice you will hear is Dave Martin making his audio debut on Purple Mafia. Evening, Joey. I thought I'd give this recording business a go. Um, it's a damp, cold.
cold evening here in Scotland. It's about 7.45pm. We've just started the third quarter. It's nine apiece. I guess this game is now becoming quite pivotal to whether or not we have any chance of uh, making it into the playoffs. You know, a win, maybe we can run the table. That's a big if. Another loss, it's the season over. And I guess we can all start seriously thinking about the off-season, free agency and the draft, even though we don't have a first-round pick. Unlike some of us, that doesn't overly concern me. I do feel in Bradford we have a, a quarterback that's certainly capable of taking us a long way. It's the fact that we have an offensive line that is... Possibly the worst one we've ever had in the history of this team. They have been diabolical, and that is being kind. Let's be honest, the O-line has killed this season off for us. Um, you know, looking at the future, obviously our left tackle is going to be a free agent, and I don't believe we're keeping him. I, you know, he's going to command a serious lot of money for what I think a lot of us probably consider is a second-tier player. So when we come to drafting next season, it's going to be hmm, O-line, 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 and hope to God they actually hit on a couple of these players that can become starters very quickly. Otherwise, we are going to be in the same position next season which again is incredibly frustrating I mean looking at this season there is one word that describes it and that is seriously weird and I mean weird the injuries Turner walking I mean I'd love to know why he left uh, did that derail the season it's another question I suppose to ask but you go from a team that's 5-0 to a team that can't find a win with a searchlight it's strange it really is again we come back to that word it's weird Right, my friend, I'm going to get back to watching this game bite some more fingernails and probably start on the toenails because it's that close. It's that frustrating as the whole season is turning into. Um, let's hope for a win and see where we go next week. Fingers crossed, that's about all we can do. And if it isn't that, then say la vie. As always, Joe, I look forward to your next podcast and your opinions on where the purple are going. Take it easy, mate. Enjoy the evening. Oh, and skull, guys and girls. Holy cow, that was awesome. <laughs> wow. Welcome on board the the audio side of things, Dave. That is awesome. He is the Twitter king and he was the he was the uh the gold star winner for 2015. That's how good Dave Martin is. Gold star for the season last year, big time. And the first international gold star winner for the year. Uh it stayed in Iowa the first couple of years, then it went to Nebraska, and now to Dave uh last year. So yeah, I mean just awesome. Um <laughs> That was that was awesome. Yeah, please please call in again. That was uh, spot on, brother. Spot on. Uh, the offensive line definitely has killed the season and gives me an idea on what to title this this uh, this uh, episode. Like the whole weird season because it's like you know sometimes I do it on the fly and other times it, like I know it before the game's even over stuff like that. But literally a weird season. Like I was ranting a bit there in segment number two. Uh, just how quickly, just small little things here and there, and you could be the number two seed. Just, you know, even with huge disappointing losses, you still could be the number two seed. That's the kind of season this has been. Ugh. It kills me. Kills me. Kills us all, doesn't it? Mm. But that was uh, absolutely awesome. Uh, I I, <laughs> I hope you hope you call in again. That was, uh, man. Because, I mean, yeah, see, that's how easy it is. You just do an audio submission. And email it on over, and bada bing, bada boom. I just used a little converter because it's a M, uh, was it M4A, which takes about five seconds to convert over to MP3. That's the only thing. I mean, big deal. I'm assuming that was from an iPhone, but it could have probably been from Android too. 
I, I think from phones it comes off as M4A, and then I just take it to Zomar, which takes up literally three seconds. You just click on it, turn it to MB3, boom, and there it is on uh, on uh, Purple Mafia. There you go. I just slide it right into the editor here, and in we in we are. This thing is okay. So let's head to Twitter. Definitely star candidate Dave Martin for this show. Let's just say wink, wink to that one. A gold-plated star candidate for <laughs> that one. Um, thank you, Vince Antonay, for retweeting the show. Awesome. You guys are the best. Vince Germano out of Australia. Tanae Brown out of New Zealand. See, look how international Purple Mafia is. It's like almost everything but Minnesota, isn't it? <laughs> you got Iowa. You got Nebraska, and I'm not complaining. I love you guys. You guys are like the backbone to this show. You're the heart and soul of this show, and without you, I wouldn't do the show. I I would have walked away back in, was it 13? I was just sick of looking at this team in 2013. They were awful that year. Just stupid. But, uh, you know, uh, I want to win a championship so bad, and just imagine being a part of the whole season as a podcaster, as a show host, covering the team and winning a championship would be a dream come true. And I would not step away, even if they did win. But it would be like step away with that championship, you know. But no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't need to step away. I'd, I'd keep keep it going. Um, so let's start with Mad Martin. About a week ago, he said, "Is our team's capable?" No, no, not a, not not a week ago. This was just uh, seven hours ago. I wonder what the heck. Yeah, this thing fluctuates because there are some that were older too. Yeah, Matt Martin was saying, is our team capable of scoring a TD anymore? Last year they were. But then again, no. Even last year, not so much. I mean, Adrian rushed it into the end zone sometimes because he led the league in uh, rushing last year. Yeah. Uh, red zone sucks, yes. Uh, Matt Asiata was able to punch one in. Woo-hoo. And he was able to fumble at the goal line, too. Sometimes he gets in, sometimes he doesn't. But whatever. I, 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 Asiata just, mm, he gets on my nerves beyond belief. Hmm, I only got one retweet out of that? Yeah, I was going off about Asiata earlier today. Uh, Mad Martin saying, we suck on offense, on, we suck on offense, painful to watch this. I could not agree more. Shut up and score a TD is all we ask. What the hell happened to our run game? And yeah, it's obviously the O-line, which which you know about as well. Um, they can't push at all. And yeah, he was saying, uh, Mad Martin was saying, shut up to Matt Asiata. Yeah, screaming at the O-line. It's kind of all of them. Um, he said that was the last... That last play is so 2016 football, and yep, that was the fumble on the goal line. Yeah, you, you can't get, not only do you not get in the end zone, not only is the offensive play over, but you don't get anything. You just fumble at the goal line, like an inch away from a touchdown. You don't even get anything. You don't even get a field goal out of it. Bullcrap, you know. He said, send you an audio submission, hope you get it. Yep, oh my goodness. Yes, sir, yes, sir. And thank you again so much. What the heck is this? Okay. Uh, Mad Martin said the lack of creativity and production on plays where they need a yard is disgraceful. Yep, that's what it's been. Yep. He says, yes. Kept saying, okay, yep. Oh, yeah. How he's saying all the email was not, it was saying it not said, but I did end up getting all of them. So, yeah, I was asking if it was three different uh, calls, but no, it was one. It just kept saying not sent, but it was sent. So sometimes it goes through, sometimes it doesn't when it says that. I, I don't know. It must have been straight off his phone, which I'm sure it was. Phones are funny like that. It'll say not sent, and then it actually was. I don't know. But, hey, it's better to uh, it's better to have too many than none at all, if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> better safe than sorry, right? He says, there's a lot of Viking fans in Florida. They're chanting defense in Jacksonville on offense. Love it. Come on. Oh, yep, that was cool. And, yep, he was saying uh, thank you when I was saying I really appreciate you calling in. He says, but... Uh, 
Thank you, but like many fans, I appreciate what you put together each week. Great effort. Thank you so much. And that call was a great effort, too. Uh, this game should be over inside the five again. Oh, yes. Passing touchdown. The playoffs have begun for us. <laughs> oh, Matthew Stafford's eight-game winning drives. Yeah, oh, my God. The most since the NFL merger. You, you know, maybe the Lions are a... Are a they, I don't know. Maybe the Lions are a sneaky pick for an underdog run to the Super Bowl. I, I don't know if he's going to keep that up. Who knows? But I suppose Warren Moon was good at that in the regular season, and that son of a gun never won a playoff game in his career. Isn't that the weirdest thing you ever saw? Talk about urban legend. How the hell did Warren Moon never win a playoff game? It's just, he, he just he just wasn't a good, he just wasn't a winner in the playoffs. Stafford, so far 0-2 in the playoffs. Hopefully he can get his butt in gear and get something going at some point for his sake. Uh, he says, now every game is a playoff game. Yep, that's for sure. Hope they implode, but they didn't. And they almost did, but they didn't. That's the problem. He says, I will do it this halftime. And I was starting to climb the walls watching this. What, what was it? Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, we kept talking back and forth for a while there. Uh, yeah, I was saying send them anytime you want. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He says, oh, so so now I'm in a strange position. I've got to root for the sea checkers, but we won seven and six, so I can, I think I can stomach it. Yep. <laughs> for rooting for the sea chickens. Yeah, I can't stand them either. Oh. Arrogant freaking team. Yep. So thank you again, Dave Martin. Off to Facebook land. We continue with the, la- with the last episode. Felix DePel out of Germany. Yep, because I made the kaput line. And I said, yep, yep, that, that's, uh, you know, I, like Felix knows that word. Yep, kaput. That means it's just dead. It's over. It's dead. Heck, even, how about this little tiny anecdote? Real quick. Guess what the Red Baron's last words were? Because it was like a miracle lucky shot from a rookie pilot that got him after he downed like a hundred pilots, uh, airplanes over his time in World War One. The Red Baron, just a miracle shot. It went into the guy's heart, the Red Baron that is, and he landed, he landed his plane gently, and then they came up to him as he was wounded, and he just said, kaput, and he died. Isn't that weird? Weird, man. Uh, one of the greatest pilots of all time, the the Red Baron. That was his last word. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned that. But oh, you know, it's just a, it's an interesting piece of history. It's about ninety nine years ago, nineteen seventeen. Yep. There's my little history anecdote added to the show. How about that one? Uh, Mark Carlson saying, Dave Hickey, Gold Star and Purple Heart too. Thanks for another great show, Joey. I'd like to listen to your opinion and analysis. Listening Monday morning on the dark commute to the office made my day. And the refs are. The ones who need eye surgery. And yeah, that was during that nasty, humid, or not humid, but nasty, moist uh, stretch before the wonderful cold came in Tuesday. Oh, I love the cold. I love it. And I love the fact we have real snow on the ground now. Not slush. Real snow. I love it. Gerald String out of Nebraska has traveled back to South Dakota for late Thanksgiving celebrations. Nothing like a little purple mafia to help in the ro- to help the road miles go by. Even had my Bears-loving wife listening in. You do such a great job on the show for us. And thank you. That means that means so much, dude. It really does. And, you know, it's cool. I, that I can li- It's literally like I'm in the car with you, isn't it? <laughs> you know, that that's what I like. I, I like to provide that. And, you know, I like when people give that to me, too. Like when I listen to podcasts. 
um, like courtside podcast out of Australia. You know, Vince Germano, I, I, uh, he often listens. Uh, shout out to him. Tanae Brown would know who that is too. Um, you know, it's like that, like out mowing lawns in the summer. I used to always listen to Courtside on Fridays. I would save it for that day. Now I just, you know, during the winter, I just listen to it when it comes out. But yeah, you get the idea. Just stuff like that. It's an honor to be a part of your day. It really is. That's one of the reasons I keep coming back to. It's just, you know, it's nice to be a part of it. And I feel like I'd be pushing you away if I stepped away. That would be awful. Uh, Gerald says, so now for some questions for the experts. Is T. Bridgewater on this team next year? I think AP has one year left on the monster contract, right? Is next year his last shot at a Super Bowl ring as a Viking? Well, it would be his last shot if he's willing to restructure his contract. Otherwise, AP is gone. Um, because in the NFL, luckily, well, luckily for the Vikings, the franchise, they don't, they're not stuck with that contract. They can get it off the books so they can make moves, hopefully to revamp the offensive line and make other moves of such. They may be on the hook for part of it, but at the same time, um, they'd be on the hook for some of the guaranteed or for all the guaranteed money. But the salary cap, you can clear that out because the cap, the cap hit doesn't happen until the regular season starts. That's when the cap hit kicks in and you have to have everything ready to go getting into the regular season. You have to be uh, above the minimum and below the maximum or right at the maximum, depending on... But I don't think anybody would want to be right at the maximum because then you can't do anything. That would be insane. Like, what if two quarterbacks got hurt? Or what if your whole offensive line got hurt? You know what I mean. That sounds familiar. Is T. Bridgewater on the team? That being big old, big old Teddy. Yes, uh, Teddy Bridgewater will be on the team next year. Um... He'll probably still be healing, I gotta think. But at the same time, I wouldn't be too surprised to see Teddy Bridgewater taking snaps in the preseason. I wouldn't be completely surprised, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he's not taking snaps at all until sometime middle of the season, taking snaps like in practice, so to speak, and maybe even in preseason games. We'll see, though. Um, It's kind of up in the air. (sighs) Teddy, I think there's a good chance, I mean, you know, that's, a, that's like a calendar year, pretty much, the healing process, because he played what? Like, he played in the second preseason game. That's, what, the second week of August or so? So that's about a calendar year, almost. Um, well, about 11 months from training camp, we'll say. Uh, not, 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 not even that. It's like 11 and a half months from training camp or so. Um, Teddy Bridgewater will be on the team, though. They're not going to dump him. I would be very surprised and very sad if they did that. Uh, Adrian Peterson, though, only if he restructures that contract, and it's going to have to be a very significant change. Uh, the guys missed a lot of time. Obviously, their conduct off the field the first time around, and now injuries, and plus the whole, oh, I'll, I'll be back, sure, if we're in the playoff hunt, like as if I'll only come back if we're actually doing anything. I kind of understand that to a point, but it sounds kind of selfish. Yet at the same time, I don't know. I mean, that's just Adrian talking, I guess. Uh, you know, it's like... You, Whatever, you just kind of roll your eyes and hope for the best, I guess, uh, on that one. Of course, the offensive line, again, like we've talked about for weeks now, and Dave Martin went into that pretty good, too. Yeah, just you you can't count on them at all. Again, just imagine how good this team would be if the offensive line was average. Average? Yeah, Bradford would be a lot better. Uh, I was talking about Zimmer returning to coaching duties and will coach Sunday, but is this a good idea? Sebastian Barton, Sebastian Balls says, keep Prefer on special teams for Christ's sake. Pardon my French. Pardon Sebastian's French there. I should have just had for, yeah, okay. Uh, They melted without him. 
Yeah, and yes, Cordell Patterson had a nice little return today, but I don't think that really had anything to do with it. It didn't help that he was away, but gosh, the rest of the team played awfully damn good in that game, except the line. Yeah, I keep saying it. Uh, Brett McCarthy said, did he bring any linemen with him? That would have been nice. Um, Zimmer multiple times today, of course. Yeah, he had the patch in his eye. He wore the sunglasses, took the sunglasses off, put on like a reading glasses or whatever the heck it was. Maybe just some kind of a shield for the eye and, and such. I don't know. Um, I think that I, I think Zimmer should have waited another week. That's just me. But if if the patch protection was enough, hopefully. Um, you didn't see Zimmer being animated at all. You just I'm going to do in the eh, like that. I'm doing the brush off to the refs a little bit. But that's about the extent of emotion you saw from him today, for the most part. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, TJ Planning, TJ Clemming's management firm made a mistake telling people this crappy thing. Um, they think he should be a pro bowler. <laughs> TJ Clemming should be a pro bowler. Yeah, why? Why? When? Who? What? Sebastian says no. Just no. Daryl, Denise Smith, ha, 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 laughing really hard at that one. Yep, that's a little icon of a dog laughing. Justin Mayor Henry out of Colorado says, I just think he, he means he should quit football and start bowling. Yes, yeah, there you go, a pro bowler. Yes, yes, a professional bowler. PBA, yes, yep. Good thoughts there, and maybe, maybe he's probably a better bowler than a, than a left tackle at this stage. Brett McCarthy, oh, and you know, I should... I should uh, hit on what uh, the other uh, comment, because, yeah, it's important what uh, Dave said earlier. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Matt Khalil coming back next year. Yeah, it does depend on the money, Um, though you will be freeing a lot of space potentially from Adrian Peterson. Regardless, uh, restructured contract or gone, there's going to be more space. I hope, I would hope Matt Khalil won't be able to command a whole lot of money. I would hope he can't. He hasn't because he didn't. He didn't play that well. He was better last year than he was in fourteen. Fourteen, you might as well send him to the freaking Siberia or thirteen. He was just horrendous. Um, yeah, thirteen. He wasn't even. Oof, oh boy. Oof. Uh, and fourteen. He was a little better last year. Decent. He was decent last year. I don't think he should be able to command a whole lot of money. Yet at the same time, you're kind of almost like. Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd be surprised if they don't bring him back. With a contract again, I I hope it's reasonable though. I I really do. Uh, Brett McCarthy out of South Dakota says, "Are you kidding me? Wow! Oh my God! What planet is this manager from? He is far from that. I hope we cut him." And yeah, I think so. And Brett says, "Wait, this is a joke." And yeah, <laughs> Dave Gunther says, "Pro Bowler of a statue." Mark Carlson says, "Ha ha ha! What?" Gerald String saying, "Well." It makes perfect sense to me. You can't sack the quarterback in the Pro Bowl, so he would probably do a real good in that scenario. Oh, Gerald, yes, yes. Leland out of Iowa says, wow, just wow. <laughs> oh, Gerald, wow, that was good, yep. Woo-hoo. Uh, Mike Zimmer returned to coaching with a patch over his eye. Yeah, I posted that. Justin Mayer, he says, "R Pirate Zim, yep, Pirate Captain Zim. Jumping on board. He was the pirate, all right. He might as well have been the Buccaneers or the uh, Raiders coach, but maybe you wouldn't want to be the Raiders coach this week with the Chiefs beating them. Give me a break, the Chiefs. They're, they're not going anywhere. I don't care if the Chiefs finish undefeated the rest of the year. They're not going anywhere. Prediction prediction in the bank right there. Put that in the bank. They're not going anywhere. They finish 13-3, and three, out in the, se- in, in, the, in, in the second round. In their first playoff game, first round by out. They will lose right away to a Pittsburgh or Baltimore. They're gone. They're done. They're out. 
End of story. I don't trust that team at all. Harrison Smith out with ankle in with the ankle on Sunday, and thankfully Harris played well in his stead. Justin Meehan says the heartbreak continues, and Gerald says it just continues. Josh Mayer Henry says, "Damn!" And he is one of my stud players on my fantasy football team. On defense, huh? And the, I was going to say fantasy football. And the playoffs start this week. This sucks twofold. Yep, and that's why I don't like fantasy football anymore because there's too much bullshit. There really is, pardon my French. Too much bullshit. The coach decides not to give their star running back the ball this day because he just decides not to. And you lose. You have the best team in the league. You get to the Super Bowl and you get hammered by some upstart nobody of a team. And he starts talking all this stuff. You know you had the best team all year. You know you had the best team going into the playoffs. You know you should win this game, and you don't because bullcrap. Because of bullcrap circumstances that pop up. And there you go. That's one of the... And just like a random injury at the last second. Oh, give me a break. Uh, and some 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 like mediocre player has like the game of his life. It's just get out of town. Kevin Prefisek. Wow, these are some new people, huh? Well, welcome aboard, Kevin, if you're listening. Hopefully he is. He says can't catch a break. Yep. Cool. Uh, I wonder if he does listen. I'm going to check and see where he's from. If that's okay. He's going to be like, don't do it, Joe. Ah, well, it's not coming up fast enough. Isn't that just great? Well, how about the weather in Cambodia? It's probably kind of too warm, though. I probably wouldn't like it. Uh, just, yeah. Hmm. It looks like he's friends with Gerald, so that's cool. Yes, he is. Very cool. Very cool. Hmm. Ah, I like something I see, too. I better, I better leave him alone now. Ah, cool. Thank you, Gerald, for... Yeah, it looks like Gerald might have brought him on board. Cool, man. Um, Now everything is screwed up. Good job, Joe. Sorry for digging there. Mark Carlson says, I believe it. What's next? Tony Coleman out of South Dakota says, Dang, when will it end? Julia Frosty says, This is my punishment for A, drinking purple Kool-Aid six weeks into the season. B, laughing about Harvin getting signed. Harvin. Harvin. <laughs> and C, 2016. I doubt this ends until 2017. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Uh, that was that was all about the injuries. In-game thread. This, yeah, this show's a little bit longer today, I guess. It just is. Lots of conversation back and forth. Todd Vandermay, lots of conversation from Indiana today. Very cool. Got to like that. Yep, very uh, emotional guy on there. Very cool. He says, quit trying to run on the goal line. Just stop it already. I agree 100%. Todd Vandermay should be a star candidate today. And Gerald, definitely. Justin Mayer, Henry, uh, Pat McCarthy, those guys are always star candidates. Um, Justin Mayer, Henry is saying, the NFL is a joke. I'm about done with it. It's a waste of my life. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yep, he says, I don't think I felt so unsatisfied while winning a game. This is ridiculous. Uh, 2007, I felt that way at times. Like, what a tease. Um, 2013 was like, the now they won a game. Yay. <laughs> uh, Justin Mayer Henry saying, Asiata is about as good as Trent Richardson. And Justin, again, a couple more times says, we're winning. Why do I feel like we're losing? If this team has the same type of play in the next two games, it's going to be ugly. This is... The, I mean, the only reason we won today is Zimmer had his eye on a victory. Oh, geez, look at this guy. <laughs> Too soon. No. Mark Carlson says, boy, Zimmer looks tough. Great to see him smile. Blocked. Kick seals the deal. Yep. Yeah, that was the way things went with Mr. Number. Yes, it was a blocked kick. Number 61 there. Couldn't get things done. 
Yep. Uh, yeah, I couldn't believe it too. How after Asiata broke everything and then things happened again. Yeah, it was it was hilarious how things happened again where Asiata fumbled the ball at the goal line. It was just after a big run. That just figured. Post game threads. Justin, Justin Mayer Henry says, "Yikes! We made a two and ten team look like a tough competitor. Can you imagine what would happen in the playoffs? Let's wait and do the Super Bowl run when we're hosting it." Mm, yeah, well, I I hope so. That would be the best story of all time. That would be the happiest scenario, especially seeing Teddy quarterbacking this team. And that uh, that'd be like the Chicago. It would be like uh, it would be all. It would be almost as beautiful as the Chicago Cubs ending a hundred eight year drought. We, we'd be ending a fifty five year drought. So it's about halfway there. It's about halfway. In fact, it's yeah. It it is halfway there. <laughs> oh jeez, it is halfway there. Tony Coleman out of South Dakota says the Vikings shouldn't have had to fight that hard for that win against that team. Mm-hmm. Josh Miller Henry says we dominate them. We dominate them the whole game. Just couldn't get touchdowns in the red zone early in the game. Yeah, that would have we would have yeah, it, that that's true. It would have been a blowout. That, that's true just like the Cowboy game says Mark Carlson just Josh again saying need to get that O-line healthy. Yeah. Gerald says, ha, just got home from the weekend in Denver, so didn't get to watch the game. From the comments, that sounds like a good thing. I'll still watch it tonight on replay. Can't help myself. I always have to watch it, no matter what. Lately, the Vikes have had the decency to play up or down to the competition, so we'll take the road win and see what happens next week. Just glad we got out of there with a W. Mm-hmm. Todd Vandermeer says, I bet the Cleveland Browns wish they could play the Vikings so they'd have a chance to win. Wow. Ooh, zing. Wow, there, that's copyright infringement on uh, Courtside Podcast, but I said it anyway. Oh, Lord. I'm, I'm clicking like on a couple of these, so forgive me. Uh, yeah, because I feel bad when I don't give people likes there. Oh, Mark, Mark Carlson really liked uh, what Tony Coleman had to say here. He says, there is there is still a road to the playoffs. I try to be realistic, but I'm not throwing away hope. They went on a streak at the beginning. They could do it again at the end, however unlikely. The remaining schedule could be favorable to the Vikings. They could do it. It's possible. I'm not giving up. Skull. And yes, I do have the Vikings beating the Indianapolis Colts and getting to 8-6. and six. And I could just go on forever as to, like, just how easily the Vikings record would be better. Like, in like nine and five, you know, like next week, just one more win, just one more. <sighs> Mark Carlson's wrapping up this section saying, I don't know what to say. We have a team that can play at very high levels and beat some of the best and turn around and lose to the worst. I am grateful for the win tonight, but it feels like it's too late and too little to be meaningful in the playoffs or change my feelings about the team. Oh, I am happy to see. Some of the running game restored, but still think Asiata, 44, needs to go. He is no longer our one-two short running back. We need someone that can get in on the fourth and goal line and no matter what. Yeah, that would be nice at the one, no matter what. That would be greatly appreciated. Yep, very good thoughts, Mark. Very good thoughts from all you guys. Um, awesome. Awesome indeed. Uh, so, where do we go here? Ah. Uh, Mm. Gold Star is going to go to Dave Martin. Great call. Great back and forth on on uh, Twitter. Awesome. Just awesome. Dave Martin will get the Gold Star for the show today. Silver Star is going to go to... Uh, 
Gerald Swing and Justin Mayer Henry Bronze Star will go to Mark Carlson for sure. And Todd Vandermeer also will get a Bronze Star today. You guys just very good. Very good interaction. Um, thank you guys very much for your inclusion on the show always. I mean, just love it. Shout out to Yankee. Miss you. Uh, I think he commented last week. He commented most weeks. Missed him this week. That's too bad. Hopefully all everything's okay. Maybe he got sick of it. Didn't want to even watch the game. Something like that. Yankee, though. If, uh, hope he's... I'm pretty sure he's a listener. Um, good friend of mine out there. I, I worked with him years ago at Boston Scientific, and he posts almost every week on here. So I missed him this week. Hopefully everything's okay. Maybe just sick of watching the team, or maybe, who knows, maybe other plans. It's the Christmas season. You can call it holiday season. I'll call it Christmas season, but you can call it Christmas and holiday season if you like to. <laughs> oh, I love the snow. I love the snow so much, and uh, I can't get enough of it. It's when, when we get real, like a real winter, it brings me back to the early 90s, the late 80s, even the early 80s. You know, my, my youth, my childhood, my teenage years, all the above. The early 90s, my teenage years, I, I you know, I love it very much. Uh, I, I love those cold winters and the nice light and the fl- light fluffy snow that would pile up. And I'd look at the Christmas tree as the as the, the twilight starts to kind of take over in the afternoon. Because obviously this time of year, uh, it, it gets dark a lot earlier than it used to. I used to just sit on the couch in the living room and just stare at the tree as it would get uh, more and more like a darker blue outside or darker gray, whatever, darker blue, especially just looks so pretty looking into those bulbs and looking at the lights and the lights would get brighter in comparison, you know, with the whole optical situation there. It gets darker outside, the lights get brighter. I could just sit there and stare for hours and just my imagination would, would wander and I'd be wondering what's under that, what what's in those packages, stuff like that, just... I miss those days so much. And when it's cold like this, this time of year, that's what brings back those memories and makes it so special for me. And I can't get enough of it. I'm so glad. And I'm glad I have my own personal little tree here. Unfortunately, my parents in that living room don't have a tree. They, the last couple of years, they haven't put a tree up. And it's, ah, oh, it breaks my heart. I mean, there are times I could just stare right into this, 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 this red glass bulb that you can see through. It's red, but you can see through it. I, when when it, the sky is like a kind of that calm periwinkle color in, on a cold winter day, I would stare through that bulb into the sky, and, and I just my mind would just wonder, would just wander, and it would in a positive place. It was so calming, I couldn't stop staring at it, especially on Christmas Day one year. Just the whole time while everyone else was kind of chit chatting, whatever, doing their own thing, I just stared through that bulb, and <laughs> I don't know. I'm weird. I don't know if it's some kind of I, I don't know what it is. But I like to wander, especially like looking at the tree, the the ornaments. I hope my voice wasn't getting funny because I'm looking at the tree uh, like away from the scope. So I apologize for that. Um, I can't get enough of it. You know, and obviously some of my old ornaments from the house are on this tree. That's another thing that makes it special. You know, some of them go back to the early 90s, late 80s. Others like, you know, sometimes into the 2000s because I'd put them on that tree, that type of thing. But uh Really enjoyed uh, having my own little personal tree at the at the apartment. It's been fantastic. Because <laughs> in the past, I just kind of enjoyed the tree at my parents' house in the past. So now i kind of got my own bit now, and it's it's been good, that type of deal. Uh, before, yeah, again, I would just go enjoy the tree when I'd go over to their house in the past. But, yeah, now it just has to be here because I'm the only one that has one. Uh, of course, my brother has one at his house too, so that's good. Uh, just want to again thank you guys very much. Uh, 
Hope you're enjoying the Christmas season. I'm glad that it's still early in it. Going out and shopping sucks. It sucks. Even just going to the grocery store, it seems like everybody's different. Everyone's kind of tense, uptight, kind of pushy. And there's all kinds of junk, you know, like, you know, displays in the way. And then everyone wants to push around you. That's what I don't like about Christmas. But the tree and the and the memories. Oh, and, and of course, the weather, too. Um Priceless for me. Priceless. I hope I, I hope you're enjoying the same. Um, I'm glad I don't live in Seattle. I feel bad for my friend Paul who moved there. He got bored with it pretty quickly and he's stuck there for the for the time being. Oh, Paul Tuniverse Tanif. Man. Oh, moved away in the... Uh, I still remember we watched uh, the Bears game late that year. The Vikings won. The, the Vikings beat the Bears in the Metrodome. That was the last game, actually, of the regular season. Vikings beat the Bears. Um, and Paul left town... The next day, uh, man, that was that was tough. <laughs> that was very tough for me, very sad. Uh, I didn't cry and make a huge thing out of it, but it was very sad. I mean, you're friends with the guy for 14 years. Um, we weren't in school together or anything, but just you know, you 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 meet friends at work and and you know them for many years. You hang out many times, so stuff like that. Uh, another kind of Christmas time memory. He'd always help. Him. He'd always come over. We'd we me and him would go to my parents' house and help them decorate the tree for a while. That was fun. So just little things like that. Um, I, I miss stuff like that. This 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 time of year brings back so many memories. And just looking at this, like right here, this this is an NES cartridge, Nintendo, uh, <laughs> Christmas in and the NES, all about Christmas, man. I mean, just. Uh, th- this is Burger Time right here, like the uh, you know the Nintendo version of the arcade game Burger Time from many years ago. This does this one does not have a Christmas memory. I got it recently out of eBay, but uh, because I love it anyway. But like Mega Man Two, I got for Christmas stuff like that. Oh man, classic. So now I'm kind of going on maybe too long, but maybe you guys enjoy this. I saved it for the end, so that way it's not clomping on the on the Vikings. So those of you that. I, I don't know. It's just a fun way to wrap up a show. That, that's kind of how I do it with this one. And I've heard positive reviews from it in the past. Uh, and I don't know. For some reason, this 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 one seems really special with the with the, the combination of the weather and everything. It's just making it better so far. Hopefully, it continues in that direction. So, thank you again so much. Tell your friends about the show. Please write a positive rating if you could on iTunes. If you're still listening, <laughs> uh, iTunes, Stitcher. Double. I don't think you can write a review on Double Twist, but if you can, go for it. I'm not going to stop you, right? I'll take it any day. Uh, thank you again very much. God bless you. Enjoy the Christmas and holiday season, and we'll talk to you very, very soon. Oh, and before I step away, I was just about to click, 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 uh, click stop and end this. Join the Facebook page. Follow the Twitter if you could at Purple Mafia Show, and then Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, and the call in line is 209 736 7877. Do exactly what Dave did. Voice, it's a voicemail. Do treat it as such, and then comment. Do everything you do there. There's the call now button on Facebook, and of course the auto submission route, which where you would use a free uh, voice recorder on your smart device just like Dave did and email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com all this information is in the show description so you can see it all right there you might even be able to click the link I do believe you can on iTunes or whatever it is and then it'll pop right up and boom there you go so thanks again sorry about that enjoy do take care everybody